Winter of the Wallcrawler. Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we get all our jokes from the basement of Oscorp. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. I'm Russell. And we also have Dave. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Just wanted to say Spider-Man. Hey. <laughs> I didn't know what to say there. Uh, we are continuing our uh, Winter of the Wall Crawler. With The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2014, PG-13, 2 hours and 22 minutes. Uh, I like this synopsis on IMDb, which grossly underestimates all the shit that was piled into this movie. When New York is put under siege by Oscorp, it is up to Spider-Man to save the city he swore to protect, as well as his loved ones. I guess that's a summary. Um... (laughs) There's a lot going on in this movie. Hey, I don't think Shane liked this movie, Russell. Uh, what's not to like? Oh, fuck. <clears throat> okay, so basically, this movie is uh, more of uh, Peter can't be with someone because they're going to get hurt uh, and they can't make up their minds. Um, and the origin of Electro ish, uh, and the origin of the second Green Goblin, but it's the first Green Goblin, actually. And how Oscorp is really the corporation behind the Sinister Six that never was to be. I think you're grossly underestimating this movie, Shane. This movie is about a young, flourishing romance between two star-crossed lovers whose lives are intertwined it's in not Romeo web. and Juliet. Uh, it, well, it is. No, it's not. I mean, almost. Ugh, fuck off with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they I turned... was letting Russell go. I, I was digging <laughs> it, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. They turned fucking Electro into like some fucking meek nerd with. I, it seemed like they were trying to make him have uh, some terrible uh, like version of autism or something. Uh, well, go ahead. I was just going to say the most unrealistic part of this movie was make, trying to make me believe that Jamie Foxx isn't a cool dude. Yeah. Come on. Just because you give him a weird like comb over and, and uh, no. Yeah. It's Look, Jamie Foxx. If you guys had seen the groundbreaking like early 2000s MTV Spider-Man cartoon with Neil Patrick Harris playing Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, you would understand this iteration of Stop Electra. fucking pushing that bullshit. I swear to God. <laughs> Jesus. This is a hostile episode already. <laughs> this is a garbage version of Electro. Uh, not because of Jamie Foxx. I just want to say that I have zero problem with Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx acted the fuck out of the bullshit he was given. He he showed up. He showed up to play this garbage character. He tried. He fucking tried. 
Okay? Like, he's not believable as a nerd that can't fucking get girls because he's, like, a hot dude. But, like... Because he's Jamie Foxx. And he's, he's, like, swag as fuck. But... He's also very... Electrifying. Fuck! Like The Rock. Are you fucking serious right now? You're not. I I know you're not, but you're still pissing me off. (laughs) I was shocked to see him in this episode. Fuck you! In this movie. Oh my god. All right, it's a five. I'm done. I'm I'm giving it a five. Uh, I I just... You guys guys can talk about this movie. I agree with you, Shane. Like Jamie Foxx's performance in this movie is, I would say, high voltage level... Acting Fucking Jesus. We we control our channel and this <laughs> this episode is gonna get us taken off the air. I don't know. I saw the spark Fox's performance. Fuck you guys. Holy shit. Seriously. This movie sucked. Like Okay. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't like it okay. that much. But well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you the good stuff. The good stuff. Spider Man. Yes, Andrew Garfield found his stride as Spider Man. Yes, the quipping, fucking fantastic. The yeah. goofy shit that he does. Uh-huh. I almost, I almost forgave everything that was terrible with this movie when I saw Spider-Man wearing a fireman's hat and high-fiving the other <laughs> fireman. Because that is fantastic and super Spider-Man so shit. Spider-Man. So good. So good. That's Spider-Man, okay? He was better as Peter Parker because this was not supposed to be, you know, the awkward high school Peter Parker. This was supposed to be Peter Parker having his, uh, his problems with love, which is yeah. a central part of the character. I just wish we could have moved on from it after the first movie um, and it been more about him trying to protect her, which they got to that in the end of the movie. Um, they had great chemistry. Emma Stone, still fantastic. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's great in everything that I've seen her in. Um, they picked up the dialogue of Aunt May. She was better in this movie than she was in the first movie. Yeah. The special effects were still good. Dude, I don't know how it still looked. I don't know good. how it still looked this, this like, good. Sony put a lot of money into making this movie. Seven almost eight look years good. later. Like, yeah, because this is 2014. So, yeah. I mean, this still looks good. Um, like I which said. Which also, like, most of the scenes. So, this is something I read the other day. Yeah. Um, most of the scenes in this movie where the special effects look amazing are shot at night. So mm-hmm. I was reading on Reddit the other day about why District 9 still looks so good so many years later. And it has to do with the... Because there's a lot of CGI in District yeah. 9. Like, oh, the, yeah. the prawns look fucking amazing still. So... um, But it, it has to do with, apparently, when you're CGIing stuff in the daylight, the more light there is, the more natural light there is, the better they can make the CGI look and the longer lasting the CGI will, will look yeah. as technology progresses. I also um, think it has to do with Uncanny Valley, right? Because a lot of times w- the CG that we hate is when they like de-age someone. Yeah. Or like in some of the newer Star Wars movies, they've put people that are dead in them. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. And it always looks bad, right? And it, if it looked good originally, it, it looks bad very quickly. Um, so CGIing people is difficult. Uh, because you have like, you know, we know how people move. Yeah. 
and the Uncanny Valley bothers us, which the most fantastic thing about the Uncanny Valley is that apparently at some point there was something that looked close enough to humans that we had to develop a uh, natural response of being afraid of them. Think about that when you go to sleep tonight. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, I'm thinking about it now, (laughs) but yeah, like I, I, that that's, that's interesting is that it is harder to, uh, CGI stuff to make it look good and make it long lasting at night, which a lot of this movie happens at night. Yeah. Especially the CGI stuff. Cause like all the electro stuff, uh, all of the, um, the stuff with, uh, goblin. Yeah. Whatever goblin that was supposed to fucking be. Um, <laughs> Green Goblin. Still, is it? Uh, yeah, still Green looked Goblin. okay. Um, that's what the subtitle said anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it still, made it look like an actual goblin. Yeah. Uh huh. Just weird. Uh huh. Poor choice. Uh, well executed, I suppose. Yeah. I'm into goblins. Goblins are cool. <laughs> um. Uh, uh. What else was good? Um. Like I said, Jamie Foxx acted his ass off. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. So, as much as I want to just, like, keep trolling you the whole episode. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to be serious. Um, things I liked about the movie. Okay. And this is me being serious. The movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fucking, yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone, fucking amazing! Like yeah. the act, the acting I think across the board in this movie was a step up was the last super movie. solid, uh, including this guy that plays Harry. Can't remember his name. Yeah, I got it. Okay, you do that. Uh, this kid that plays Harry, not in the first movie. We don't meet Harry in the first Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, our, Dane DeHaan. Yeah, Dane DeHaan, and our first. Or, or, you know, we had James Franco as Harry in one, two, and three. In all three movies, James Franco was Harry in the Sam Raimi movies. One, mm-hmm. two, and three. He had lots of screen time. And I don't necessarily think it was James Franco's fault. I think it was more like the 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 writing and what they were doing with the character and yeah. not really knowing what to do with the character. But um, aside from this kid looking absolutely horrendous, uh, toward the end of the movie, I love this kid as Harry. Like, I think this is an interesting inner, interesting way to introduce Harry because they didn't have him in the first one, so they didn't go to high school together. He's more from like Harry's past and like the interactions between and Andrew Andrew Garfield and uh Dane. Yeah, Dane Dahan. Yeah, Dane Dahan. Uh, the interactions between Andrew and Dane I thought were fantastic. Um. Primarily, my issue with this movie is the writing and the way the story goes. And if this franchise, this particular franchise with Garfield would have continued, basically you're you're doing a thing that I don't like where everything stems from Oscorp. And like, I don't I don't like that. That's not like you have the vulture wings in Oscorp. You have like Doc Ock's tentacles in Oscorp. You have there's a lot of Easter eggs that show this movie leading to a Sinister Six movie. And while that's cool that they were going to do that or try to do that, and then that's probably what we're getting this weekend, this past weekend, this comes out on Monday. Uh, I think that they were 
rushing and they were, you know, this is before Sony and Marvel made a deal for Spider-Man to be in the MCU. And I think that they seen by with what they were doing with this movie, the final product, I think they seen that they weren't going to be able to pull off the the Sinister Six type thing like when they were wanting to do it and they were just rushing through this. Like this 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 Spider-Man movie was a rushed setup for a larger Spider-Man universe. And that's what I don't like about the movie. Um, because, like, Spider-Man in and of himself is, like, a whole character that can... Li- like, he- Peter Parker could never put on a Spider-Man outfit, and you could write a Spider-Man movie where Peter holds the entire movie and holds the attention. Like, he's such just a well-developed character and like such a long lasting icon of comic books and you know nerd culture and just just like you know superheroism like he's he's just such a iconic character that you can do almost anything with this character but he has to be the main thing in his own movie and mm. this movie was very much more geared towards setting up another movie yeah and that's the thing i do not like cuz like you can put in the little stuff that's going to lead us to another movie or lead us to a bigger arc or stuff like that. But when you're making this thing, like the way you initially wrote it, like everything else was just add-ons and then it detracts from the core script of the movie, right? which we should have had was a romance movie between Peter and Emma, uh, between Peter Parker and Emma, uh, fucking Gwen Stacy. Yeah. So, so I no, it's not Romeo and Juliet. But I think it should have been. Yeah. I think Electro has, like, as much as I, I, I actually didn't hate Electro. So this is my first time finishing this movie. Yeah. Because I didn't like The Amazing Spider-Man 1 so much that I didn't really want to watch this movie. I never watched it. clips of it. Today, I never watched it. I really didn't care because for of, it. Because of the first movie. Yeah. really so, didn't care to watch it. Yeah. But I do think this is a much better movie than Amazing Spider-Man 1. Like by a lot, I think I think these two movies are pretty leagues leagues apart. Yeah. Uh, but this movie could have been a lot better, and I think it, it, they tried to make it a love story and also a superhero movie, and I think it should have been a love story with superhero stuff in the background. So here's here's the problem. They could have done that. Yeah. Okay. But they had too too many villain villains in this movie. Yeah. Um, it should have just been Harry. It should have basically been Spider-Man 2, right? Uh, the Raimi one. Um, or with elements of Spider-Man 3, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, Harry has the problems, uh, ends up becoming Green Goblin. Um, that's the villain that he ends up fighting. You know, he has his... Uh, Peter has his problems uh, with uh, Gwen Stacy. You end up with Gwen Stacy dying at the end of the movie, which is what we got anyway. Yeah, but they used um, Electro to get there, and f- I don't know why. Like that was it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. No, right? It was just completely shoehorned in, and then became the main focus of you know Act One and Two. Yeah, um, in the very beginning of Act Three, where. You know, we get like two minutes of Goblin. And he's the one that kills uh, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And it's... What? Yeah, so another another problem I have with it is like kind of the, the whole 
a thing I like about the movie <clears throat> is there it's very emotionally driven. There's actually a lot I felt a lot of heart in this movie. Whereas I would agree. The last one I didn't I didn't think so much. Yeah. Um this one I felt I felt like really had a lot of heart. Like you get a lot of, you know, Peter's dealing with I like that he keeps seeing Gwen's dad. Um, cause he's like constantly reminded of the promise that he's breaking yeah. and like, you know, if you, if you knew what was going to happen, like, I feel like it's that much worse Yeah, if you knew she was dying at the end of the movie, like, you know, as most comic book fans like knew that that was, mm-hmm. that was what was going to happen. And like, even the scene at the end where, where what leads to her falling and dying, like I, like, I felt literally next to nothing with amazing spider-man one but like this movie i was like i was i was engaged most of the movie and i i did have a lot of like emotional turmoil going on throughout the movie well if you weren't paying attention you would have gotten lost in the seven plots they were trying to yes yes That that is because let's let's talk about what what they what they try to shoehorn into this movie, right? They try Mm -hmm. to shoehorn in this uh, will they won't they love plot, yeah, which admittedly is probably the best plot, okay, right? Um, of what they wrote. So there's there's one. The second the second part is uh the conflict of Electro, okay? So Electro's origin. Is torture at the hands of a gender swapped evil German man, Doctor Kafka. Yeah. Um. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Doctor Kafka was a woman. She was not a villain. Uh, she tried to treat villains at Ravencroft, but you know whatever. Um, like Castle Raven. Oh, it's Ravenloft. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ravencroft. Uh. But anyway. Uh, and then becoming the villain, getting taken advantage of, and eventually getting beaten. So you have the love story, the Electro plot. You have the Harry plot of Harry uh, coming home, his dad dying, him becoming, yeah. uh, getting uh, like basically buried by the company because yep. they need a, a scapegoat, yeah. uh, and becoming the Green Goblin. Yeah. And killing Gwen Stacy. While also having lots of scenes that were way too long. Yes. So, there's your third plot. Fourth plot. Rhino. That's, that's a tack on B plot. That's fine. Yeah. That, that's, but there's, it's there. Uh, you have uh, the corporate conspiracy, uh, which has enough time to feel like it, it is another plot. It weaves into two other plots, but I feel like, or three other plots. Yeah. But I feel like it's its own plot because it is so integral to three other plots. Yeah. Uh, so it's part of the Electro plot. It's part of the Harry plot. And it's also part of the Peter's dad plot. Yeah. This 2000 page book would have been amazing. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, that's six, right? Five or six plots yeah. that I've come up with already, and and you know, and then there's, uh, is that it? I don't even know. <laughs> is there another villain? No, Rhino. I don't know. We, I talked about Rhino. That's yeah. that's a B plot. I counted it, but it's like a a book ending of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't hate. I didn't hate the way the Rhino stuff was done because one of my gripes with <laughs> superhero movies is we don't get enough small 
small busts. Okay. Small interactions. I don't hate that it was a bookending of the movie. Yeah. I don't hate that he like stopped him when he was not a supervillain. He's just a regular bank like robber guy. Yeah. And then Paul he stopped Giamatti. him. Yeah, you know, whatever. That's a terrible casting, fucking awful characterization of Shut up about Paul Giamatti. No, Paul Giamatti is fine. You shut Paul up Giamatti. about Paul Giamatti. I love Paul, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti as Alexi should not have been fucking Rhino. garbage, bro. Yeah. Um like, what, enough, was, bro. what was Kevin Nash doing? He wasn't doing yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. Like tearing his ACL. Yeah, but <laughs> he just had to like drive a truck. <laughs> Being in a movie is fine. He's only been stabbed in one movie, okay? That's true. Um But anyway, uh terrible casting, terrible characterization of another classic Marvel villain, uh Spider-Man villain. Like basically like one of the things that I hate about this movie is the characterizations. The the labyrinthine plot of this fucking movie is another reason that I hate. Yeah. Um but the characterizations, I've already uh talked at length about how I hated the electro characterization. Let's talk about Harry. Um, he left at 11, but for some reason at like 20, him and, uh, Peter are like still best friends. Like, I don't know anybody that I last saw when I was 11 that I would give a shit about running into. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but they rekindled their friendship. Yeah. So (sighs) as, as some someone who like so that personal relationship i guess has some sort of resonance with me which might be why i like it because as someone who like moved entire cities when they were a child and then yeah me too like re well yeah but and then like re like did rekindle some some of those friendships like years later yeah like it was there there's an interesting dynamic there that i find believable okay um, I don't know, but I mean, to each their own. Yeah. So, like that. I mean, that's the least of the things that I hate about it. <laughs> but that's yeah. just the beginning of I it. I also right? just thought it was a really good way to. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like, an easy way to bring like, him in. Hey, Harry was there. We just didn't yeah, show just him didn't to show you him. in the first movie. I thought Which it was I don't a know why they right around. Didn't just have a Harry in there before. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Harry's here. Ah, they've been friends always. Fine. Okay. They rekindle their friendship. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then, like, again, Harry's like a big piece of shit, which we understand because of the, of his childhood. Mm-hmm. But we get a Norman Osborn that never becomes the Goblin. Well, no, he never. It he no, was never it, the Goblin. He w- we never seen him be the Goblin. We never seen a Goblin esque thing prior to Harry showing up as the Goblin. But there is the alluded to stuff of how he kept himself alive for so long. So, like, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting turn on the character instead of him becoming the Green Goblin. Not interesting. Poopy. It, I don't know because what they had to work with, like, because of the first movie they're fucked right so like this movie is basically already fucked from the time that it starts because yeah. of the first so don't movie. do goblin well i mean yeah but that's clearly not what they <laughs> yeah to i do. know they should have um, did so, the walrus so what <laughs> i thought what i thought was interesting was him being like hey here is how i stayed alive and 
so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. it's clearly like the the stuff like that he finds later that turns him into the goblin, or it's supposed to be. The plot is convoluted as fuck, but that's what I thought they were getting well, at. No, I mean, he didn't use it because he didn't turn into that. And he also didn't know, like they never tested it on anyone. All of the vials that were left were still there. Well, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's and the guy that like actually like respected him, that was betraying Harry, because mm-hmm. like was like, no, what? You've never tested this on anybody. Well, okay. Yeah, but I mean that still doesn't like prove that like he was never Norman goblin. never tried it on himself. He he was never the green goblin, no, but he like alludes to having done something that kept no, him alive. He longer. was doing research to try and keep himself alive. No, see it's all unreliable narration. It's all ambiguous. Like every, every bit of it is ambiguous in the film. I'm kind of like, with Russell on this. It's you're both you wrong. have the one no, it, there is no right or wrong. <laughs> he's not the goblin. He's he's not the green goblin. Correct. He's just a <laughs> goblin. I do not believe that he did not experiment on himself because there isn't anything else that he would be talking about on the things that kept him alive if it's not to lead it into what Harry takes later. <sighs> the stuff he takes later is just the venom. It's just the spider venom. Yeah, but it, it there's there's all the ambiguity between Harry and Norman when they're having Norman's deathbed conversation. Like, so the question is, what did Norman do to stay alive longer if Harry is dying of the thing they have right now? You know, I you mean, you could have a genetic disease and live longer than somebody else that has a genetic disease. Yeah, you could, but that's not how they made it sound. It they said that it sound he, like was he was doing, doing research stuff. to try and figure out something to live longer. That's the whole point of the first movie, that he doesn't have anything yet. Yeah, he's dying, but he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have a cure, he doesn't have a final, he doesn't have okay. like the ending result. He's not the green goblin. Right. That's the point here. Yeah, he's not the green he's goblin. He's not the green goblin. So Harry becomes the first green goblin. And like the worst one at that that like gets his ass kicked in like two minutes, but somehow still kills fucking Gwen Stacy. It's just bad. Like the whole thing is bad. I mean, it's not great. So, like, I will give it that the acting is better, but everything else about this movie, except for the effects and the acting, is worse. The plot is worse. The, the An amazing Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Yeah, I disagree. I, also, I think this is a way disagree. better movie than Amazing Spider-Man 1. I also disagree. Yeah. Hi, I'm on the show, too. Yes, Stay. you are. Um... Well, it's not great. Like, I don't think this is the best movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. No. Yeah, it's no The Thing. Um, <laughs> uh, it's clobbering time. That's the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, I I liked it. I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I, I, I liked it. I was more engaged with this one than I was Amazing Spider-Man 1. Mm-hmm. Now, I do agree some of you are saying, like, some of the plots are bad. There's too many plots. I agree with that. Yeah. But, I don't know. It hit me a little bit different. Like, being, like, I like Spider-Man, but not knowing as much about everything else. I'm like, okay. Like, I, I liked it. 
I don't think I liked it like m- much more than I, you know, yeah. liked the first one, but I liked it more. If we minus Tom Holland Spider Man, this I think is the third, like in the succession of the five Spider Man movies that we've gone over so far. This I think is three. So Spider Man one, Sam Raimi. Spider Man two, Sam Raimi. And then. Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then 1 and 3, I think, are very close to being just as bad as each other. I mean, in a sample size of 5, I'm only going to rate it 1 lower than you, but (laughs) 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 it's still a big difference. (laughs) Yeah. um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, my core point being that I just, there was, I think there was more heart and more feeling and more emotional impact out of this movie than uh, than what I was expecting, at the very least. Yeah, Um, I agree. And, like, the scene at the end, yeah, the goblin stuff does kind of suck, and I I like the actor playing Harry better than I liked Franco in any of the three movies playing Harry. Mm. But I don't like how limited the screen time is, and I don't like how he's written into the script. I just specifically like that actor yeah, playing as Harry, Harry better sure. than Franco playing I'll Harry. That. Um, like I said, most of the casting except for Giamatti was really good. Yeah. And the uh, acting was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the guy playing Norman, I think he would have made like a decent Norman Osborn had yeah. he actually been Green Goblin like had a longer part. Um, but he still wouldn't have been I mean, he still oh, would not have been Willem. Can't be Willem Dafoe, man. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's a fucking Green Goblin, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Willem is amazing. So he chews that scenery. With he his, chews yeah. a fucking well, big weird dick. But he's the, fucking Norman Osborn, motherfucker. <laughs> the thing, the so waiting for it. <laughs> one of the things about Spider-Man is, you know, I mean, superheroes in general, but specifically, you get a lot with Spider-Man and Batman, which is like a core concept of of each of their characters and their stories, is that. You know, like Spider-Man has all these powers, but ultimately in his mind, he's not this overwhelming superhero. Yes. Like his mind makes him like weaker in a sense because he can get overwhelmed. Right. And so the thing that I thought the movie did well at the <clears throat> end was the scene where Harry is trying to drop Gwen uh, and they're fighting in like the clock tower thing, the grid. <laughs> I don't they're, know. They're, it's, they're in like a they're in like a clock tower that's next to where the grid is. Yeah. So they're like fighting in this clock tower and all these gears and stuff. And I thought that they did this scene so so. I thought that they did this scene really well for what this scene is and this scene being in this movie, uh, because Peter is doing so many things at once while also trying to get to Gwen and save Gwen, that it drives so much tension, uh, at least I felt, yeah. in, in, in this it's scene. It's a very tense moment. Yeah, so I, I, thought, I thought they did this very well. Now there are some differences between Gwen Stacy's actual death in the comics and how they did it in the movie. Which I found that so ridiculous that they were literally standing where she dies in the, mo- in the comics, and then they went to a different place. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, what?! <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but she like breaks her back. So, uh, uh, she her neck gets snapped. Well, um, yeah. probably her back. Hurt prior too. to being dropped off, 
of the bridge. She's already dead. Like, this is the thing. Like, Spider-Man didn't kill her. He thinks he killed her Yeah. when he, like, webbed her because he yeah. thinks he snapped her neck. But she was already dead when Green Goblin throws her off the But bridge. hey, you know what? Comic books make bad choices, too, because Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy had sex and had kids. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Comic books are weird, man. Ew. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. weird place, man. Like, some weird shit happens sometimes, and they let writers do things that they really shouldn't have. Yeah, but I thought, I think, I think the way they did it for the movie, like, is fine, because, like, Peter's just too late. Yeah. Like, he just gets to her too late, and webs her too late, and she slaps her head on the fucking concrete. Yeah. So, I don't like, I like the tense moment before it, right? Yeah. And then everything fucking breaks, and then it goes into the super slow-mo, and it just, like, has this one little thing... That fucking makes it so cheesy and stupid, right? When it should be so amazingly poignant. Yeah. He shoots his web. I knew you were going to say this. And it comes out, <laughs> and it turns into a little reaching hand yeah. going for her. And I was just like, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? His webs are reach. His webs are reaching out for her. And I just want him to feel that, that he's reaching to her, trying to save her. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, do not fucking, <laughs> do not CG a web turning into a hand reaching for his girlfriend. Fuck yeah. off. That I, is so cheesy and fucking stupid. I agree with you. Completely stupid. Especially when she's gonna die. We know! Like, if she's not gonna die, okay, whatever. Like, you can get away with the slow-mo shot, you can get away with the hand thing. Uh, still cheesy, but whatever. Yeah. But, like, this is a moment where she dies. I also don't think they should have slowed it down. Because I think it would have been fucking gnarly. It would have been had they so brutal. Had any yeah. of the slow mo, and I bet the slow mo came into play and in, like afterwards. I bet it was an afterthought. I bet they were watching it all in like real time, and then they were like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because... dude." If that was in real time, that would have been fucking harsh, and I yeah. would have loved it. Yeah. yeah, it would have been fucking gnarly. But not like... that I wanted her to die. Yeah, but it would no. have been amazing filmmaking. But yeah. her death is a huge piece of story in Spider-Man's like yeah. life. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's fucking huge. Like, and they I mean, okay, like I know it's like a family friendly movie, but also like stop sheltering kids from death. Ben's death shows Spider-Man, shows Peter what happens when he doesn't act like Spider-Man. Gwen's death shows Peter what can happen when he does act like Spider-Man. Yeah. They're like bookends of the extremes of what can happen in his life because of what he is. Yeah. And for the entirety of his life after, after each event, it shapes what he does. Yeah. And they're both very important formative events in, in Peter's life. Yeah. And, and like, I applaud them for doing that in this movie. I don't like how they did it. Um, and I don't like the rest of the movie. But the stuff with Gwen is really good. Yeah. And so the other thing with in the comics when Gwen dies, like Spider-Man's exhausted. It's like Nightfall with Batman. Yeah. And Bane breaking Batman's back. Like yeah. he's fucking he's broken. Been fighting he's done. for 72 hours. Like it, so in in the comics, like Peter is like exhausted by the time he gets to the 
to where he has to save Gwen, yeah. which is something else in the movie I thought that they did well that they at least included was yes, like he's he like had been fight fighting before. Electro yep. and then Harry shows up and he's like you can visibly see he is fucking exhausted he is like having issues fighting Harry and he shouldn't really have issues fighting Harry like no because they, Harry has no experience yeah he shouldn't really have these issues but like you can you can kind of explain that away by the intense amount of electrocution he just went through <laughs> repeatedly yeah, fighting yeah. Electro so, like, I thought that that was good build up to the moment, too. Like, I mean, ultimately, for what it's worth, and us getting the storyline, like, I don't know, it could have been better, and there is a lot about the movie that, you know, leaves you wanting more. Like, it's just not enough, which is weird, because it's like two and a half hours fucking long, and seven plots, and... Yeah. But it's just not, it's not put together well, and I agree no. with that. Yeah, basically, like, how I feel about it is that I didn't like the characterizations, but they also didn't give the characterizations enough time to justify their differences. Yeah. Right? So, like, you could have made the, the like, meek, weird autism or Asperger's or whatever you were trying to portray version of, uh, of Max um, make sense. Yeah. Right? And... You could have made it uh, compelling. Yeah. Didn't, they didn't give it enough time. Which, I mean, he got more time than anyone else did. Yeah. Except for yeah. Peter and Gwen, right? Maybe. I don't know. What? Dude, I, I, I don't know. I, like, if we went through and, count, like, counted minutes for screen time, like, I bet Electro and Jamie Foxx, like, have very close amount of screen time to Peter and Gwen. Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, okay, so, you know, he got more than any of the other, um, like, not main characters, at least, yeah, right? It, yeah, more than anyone else. <laughs> so, he got more, he got more screen time than the dad plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. He got more screen time than Harry. So, like, and, and it still wasn't enough to really germinate that characterization. Yeah. And the other characterizations of characters weren't the tried and true versions and had no time to germinate. So, like, that's, that's one of my big problems with this movie is, like, it, it does a lot of strange stuff with characterizations, but then it doesn't give it any time to bloom. Right. Right? Because even though it, even though it is a two and a half hour movie, because you've got a fucking strangled plot of land that has 17 different things trying to grow... None of them are going to grow in two and a half hours. Right. If it was just the Electro and Harry plot, it would have been fine. If it was just the Electro and Dad plot, it would have been fine. If it was just the Harry and Romance plot, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, if you dug out half of this movie and filled it in with the rest of what would have completed the parts you left. Right. It would be a better, it would be a way better movie, and yeah. I would have liked it. Yeah. But since they tried to fucking plant all this, it all died. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I, I can't like it more than the last movie because they gave those versions of these characters time in the first movie. Whether it was written well, I don't think this was written well either. And that's part of why it suffers from not having any time because yeah. we've seen what amazingly written movies have done with tons of characters 
they don't right they don't go so far into them or change so much about them that or use characters that are so easily recognizable that they can't change things and people don't just accept it yeah. right there's like so there's there's a middle ground when you're developing the character there there's let's say there's like three pieces of the spectrum you have like the kind of mysterious character where you don't really get to know well enough that you can still like yeah because they're mysterious right and then you have like what we got in this movie where you have like the dead mill where like you they're not really mysterious but you also don't get enough time with them yeah so which is what we got with Harry and uh max electro mm-hmm. you know that's what we got the, like the dead middle and then you have like the like super so so like the third part of the spectrum you know i mean this is like a larger idea but like just breaking it up into threes then you have like the super in-depth villain with all these motives and like all this character and all this development and maybe even a redemption arc or like something you know and yeah so we you're got talking stuck. like malekith you know nothing about Malekith. Yeah. You're talking about, uh, I don't know, Zemo, where we know quite a bit about Zemo, but not everything. Right. And then Loki, where Loki's been in like 20 fucking movies and his own TV show. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, break, breaking it up into the threes. Like, so, so we got like the very dead middle that is just not effective. Yeah. Like, and I agree with that. The reason I think this is a better movie than Spider-Man 1 is because there was far more thought and creative endeavor put into this movie than there was in 1. 1 is just a rehash of any superhero or origin like the Amazing Spider-Man 1 is one of the most in or like unoriginal superhero movies like you could make. Like I found nothing it didn't have a straight up in the air beam of death but otherwise yes <laughs> but so and and that's 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 my problem with the first amazing spider-man yeah. that's like overall like you know if we scratched the entire episode we did and like i was gonna boil it down into one 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 sentence it would be unoriginal. this movie is so unoriginal i cannot enjoy it yeah whereas like this movie amazing spider-man 2 i thought regardless of how poor it did with its execution i thought there was a lot of like originality to the way the movie was done Mm. uh even including up to some of the cgi some of the shots some of the stuff spider-man did like i just thought there was a lot going on that was more creative even if they failed even if they failed fucking miserably i thought they tried so much harder on this movie than what they did amazing spider-man one i agree they tried yeah i'll tell you what as soon as we start getting paid for trying, <laughs> I'll give a shit about this movie. <sighs> These guys are professionals, okay? <laughs> like, the, the, the stuff that they did in this movie that was creative, I will give it that it was creative, but it fell completely flat and was done so poorly, should have never made it to a, a fucking theater or a DVD. Okay, not not from a major motion picture that costs hundreds of millions of dollars from Sony Pictures that they're trying to keep a huge, huge IP alive with. Okay, like I'm not against creativity, mm-hmm. but you got to filter that through a professional sieve when you're making these huge movies. 
right? Like weird electrical voices in Max Dillon's head when he had no previous like uh like signs of signs of men- of that kind of mental illness is yeah. stupid. Him making the fucking uh like banging Spider-Man around on poles that for some reason start uh playing uh the spider went up the water spout song. Itsy bitsy spider. Itsy bitsy spider. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't it's remember the name song, of. Dog. I don't remember the name of nursery rhymes. I'm sorry. Uh, That's, he did, well, okay, he does something else earlier in the movie where he's like saying the lyrics to a song. I don't remember. I don't either. There's a, there. That's a parallel. To something that he does earlier in the movie. It's a real dumb parallel, though. I mean, that's fine. At least it's there. At least they tried. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, Ugh, man. I'm not... I hated Amazing Spider-Man 1 so much, like, just because of it being, like, unoriginal. Like, I thought that this was a breath of fresh air after watching the first one. Like, I don't a... know breath of air near the dump (laughs) and the pig farm on my way to work breath of like fart air yeah (laughs) trash methane and pig methane like yeah can can we at least agree that it's better than spider-man 3 yeah yeah no this is definitely my number four it's not my number five spider-man 3 is definitely the the trash yeah that movie is so bad agree all right, let's do some fucking bits here. What what do you got, Dave? Uh, it's called the Webs of Wonder. I I can't remember the name of that for some reason. I don't know. It's just W. It's, it's got a good fucking name. I don't. I'm not saying it doesn't. I just can't remember it. Just like I can't remember this fucking song about the spider and the water spout. Fire and ice. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the Webs of Wonder. Wonder. That was a spider web, not jizz. Um, no, it wasn't. Oh. And then, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I made it weird, sorry. Um, Alright, <laughs> webs of wonder. I feel like Russell's over there, like, wondering how the, the Shane board got a recording of him nutting. <laughs> Alright, so... The webs of wonder. Uh, Moving on. We all know about the Webs of Wonder. I'm going to give you a Spider-Man. I'm going to get you a Spider-Fact. I'm going to give you a villain. Okay. Probably a weird one. I'm hoping. Which one do you want to start, Shane? I'll start which one. You tell Uh, me which one. Let's do do it in the order you said. Spider-Man, Spider-Fact, and villain. All right. You ready for the Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, This Spider-Man is a little guy named Miles Morales. Oh, shit. Talk about Miles. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know any of the words of that song. <laughs> uh, Miles uh, Morales is a fictional comic book superhero appearing in publications by the American publisher Marvel Comics. Yeah, she forgot. Uh, and is one of the characters known as Spider-Man. Uh, the character was created in 2011 by writer Brian Michael Bendis and artist Sarah Pacelli. BMB. Uh, with input by Marvel's then editor in chief Axel Alonso. That's a dope name. Uh, Miles Morales first appeared in Ultimate Fallout number four in August 2011. 
following the death of Peter Parker. The 13-year-old biracial teenager of a black American father and a Puerto Rican mother. He is the second Spider-Man to appear in the Ultimate Marvel. Mm -hmm. Uh, An imprint with a separate continuity from the Main Street Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's it's, uh, Earth 1610. 1610? Mm Mm-hmm. Main continuity is 616. 616. I knew that because of the show. Yeah. Um... He was featured in the Ultimate Comics Spider-Man comic book series, and after Marvel ended the Ultimate imprint in 2015, Miles made a character in the main Marvel Universe, beginning with stories under all-new, all-different Marvel branding that debuted the same year. Uh, The character was not the lead character in the Ultimate Spider-Man animated television series, but he was later added to the main cast. Yeah. And the main protagonist in the 2018 feature film, Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. It was real fucking good. Yeah. Like, go listen to us drool all over that movie. Uh, an old DQB does. Oh, we already watched it. Was it a... Draft of Tunes. Was it Drafty Tunes? Mm-hmm. Oh. It I was a Drafty Tunes it. and DQP does crossover. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I plan on watching it again because it's been a long time. And yeah, good. and we also have the uh, sequel coming out next year. Yeah, yep. Uh, the character possesses powers similar to those of the original Spider-Man, which were derived from a bite of a spider genetically engineered by Spider-Man's nemesis Norman Osborn in an attempt to duplicate his abilities. Yeah, he has uh, pretty much the same powers, but with the addition of like a uh, of like a sting. He has like a like a Almost like Psylocke's psionic knife coming out of her hand. Oh, okay. It was like an energy sting. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know if his powers manifest the exact same. I haven't read a ton of Miles' stuff. Most of it's been the stuff we talked about, I talked about, I talked about at length, uh, about how he got to the, uh, the 616 universe after Secret Wars. Yeah, with the cheeseburger. Uh, with the cheeseburger, yeah. So that is Miles Morales. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to a spider fact. Oh, his uncle is the Prowler. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. It's in uh, in the Spider-Verse. It's oh, also, it is. It it's is. Yeah, also yeah, yeah. sort of in Homecoming. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've not seen Homecoming yet. You haven't seen Homecoming yet? No. Fuck, bruh. How are you going to watch this movie this week? I've seen Far From Home. Homecoming is the first one. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see you didn't see the first one? No, I'm pretty sure I've said that multiple so times you on the just show. Have, like, no clue what's going on when you watch Spider-Man stuff. I know what Spider-Man is. I know what he do. But I mean Dude, like you missed you missed one of the best villains in like any movie ever. Well, I'm maybe I'll try to watch Homecoming before Friday. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta watch, watch it like tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> Can I watch it tonight? It's already real late. Yeah, tomorrow maybe. <laughs> um, we got a spider fact. Yeah, spider fact. You ready for this one? This is a good one. Spiders are spooky. Fuck! <laughs> 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 Fucking got him. <laughs> Fucking got him. All right, we're on for a weird villain. Yep. Are you okay, Russell? No, no follow up. So spiders are spooky. No, that's a good fact. Okay. People should know they're spooky. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I love you, Russell. got him. We gonna talk about a supervillain. Yeah. His name is Big Wheel. Oh, shit. <laughs> I had uh, some of those as a kid. Yeah, me, me too. Hot, oh, I was thinking uh, Hot Wheels. I had Hot Wheels. I had a Big Wheel also. Big Wheels, yeah. I think I had a Big Wheel. Did everyone have that, like, I don't know if it was actually a Big Wheel, but the red and yellow, like, weird, like, humpback car? Yeah, that's oh, a, yeah. that was a uh, Fisher Price car. Fisher Price yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. had one of those. Yeah, everybody Fisher had one Price. of those. I had a Batman big wheel. Oh shit! I had Batman on it. Nice. Yeah, it was dope. Um, we're not talking about that. We're talking about big wheel. Uh, Jackson Wheel. Jesus. Jackson Wheel is a businessman who was embezzling from his company. They're always crooks. Don't do it. Uh, fearing that he might be caught, he hires a youthful criminal. Rocket Racer to steal the evidence that incriminates him. <coughs> However, Rocket Racer opts to use the evidence to blackmail Wheel instead. Despairing, Wheel tries to commit suicide, but Rocket Racer prevents him from doing so. However, Racer is not particularly kind to Wheel, disparaging, disparagingly referring him to as Big Wheel. Uh, humiliated by Rocket Racer's taunts, Wheel visits the mechanical genius and underworld supplier, the Tinkerer. Tinkerer. The Tinkerer. Hell yeah. <laughs> tinkerer. The Tinkerer. The Tinkerer. Who the Rocket Racer boasted had upgraded his equipment. Hmm. At Wheel's urging, the Tinkerer <clears throat> creates a large metal wheel that can climb up buildings, complete with guns and Waldo arms. Waldo arms? I don't know what Waldo arms are, but. It's got him on there. Hmm. Like, they're striped? I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure Big Wheel's in, like, an episode of the 90s Spider-Man show. Is he really? Yeah. I don't remember that. I think it might even be one with Rocket Racer, but, like, in in the Spider-Man show, Rocket Racer was a kid, and he ends up becoming a good guy. Hmm. Because he steals stuff from Prowler. Ah. And uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, um, and like Big Wheel is like not just a dude in a wheel; it's like a tank that this group of bank robbers drive around. Huh. But it like goes up walls and like goes across building tops and shit, like Big Wheel does. Yeah. Hmm. The more you know. Um, with this new vehicle, uh, Wheel becomes the supervillain known as Big Wheel. Newly empowered, Big Wheel hunts down and chases Rocket Racer across the city. In the process, he ends up fighting the title character, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man is also seeking Rocket Racer, whom he had battled in a previous issue. Unfortunately, Wheel lacks practice in using his new device, and in the heat of battle, the Big Wheel topples off a high rooftop and plunges into the Hudson River. Spider-Man tries to save him, but the comes up empty-handed. He presumes Jackson Wheel died when the Big Wheel vehicle sank to the bottom of the river. Sad. Yeah. I don't think he died, though. Probably not. Probably not. It's, it's a comic. Comics are real great about not killing people. Comic yeah. book movies are real great about killing people too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But that is Big Wheel. I'm trying to see if I can find a more accurate version of what I was saying. 
Yeah, Rocket Racer episode, Spider-Man animated Wikia. Uh, yeah, so Spider-Man... Oh, God, it's literally just gonna... Criminal called Big Wheel uses a giant mechanical wheel that is also called the Big Wheel. Fucking <laughs> 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 as almost as 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 kooky and stupid as that was. Uh, break into a bank. Big Wheel's henchmen then use jetpacks to fly into the bank and steal bags of money. Got the money. They begin to roll down the street into another bank. Felicia Hardy's apartment nearby, and Spider Man heard the explosion. Goes to fight them. Oh, they lose a jetpack. Short while later, a teenage skater named Robert Farrell uh, was at a pharmacy, picked up some medicine for his mom. As Spider, as Robert skateboards down the sidewalk, he sees Spider-Man following the big wheel, watches from a safe place, uh, stops one of the thugs. Thug is able to break free. As he leaves, he accidentally drops the money. Robert picks the money up, quickly arrested by police. Um, basically, anyway, the kid like is just trying to help his mom out becomes rocket racer because his mom is like getting uh strong armed like a protection racket oh, basically okay. so he's like trying to get money so he mm. steals his money from these guys that just stole it from the bank and then he gets in trouble and then his mom is like oh no honey why are you doing this you know the normal like yeah mom whose kid <laughs> got arrested um but he like becomes like he ends up helping Spider-Man against the big wheel thing in that episode. Nice. You guys should watch the Spider-Man animated series. You should watch all the Spider-Man stuff except for the animated series from MTV. Don't watch that. <laughs> no, don't watch that one. It's trash. I have it on DVD if you want to borrow it. Don't. Do it on VHS? No. Damn it. I mean, I'd watch it. I I like Spider-Man. So that was the Webs of Wonder. That was the Webs of Wonder. So as we swing by the webs of wonder, do we reach the corner? We do reach the corner. What a segue. Oh, fuck yeah. This is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner! Damn, that was good. Where the point of this corner is to say... Ooh. Neat. Damn right. Got some... Got some... Trivia for you. Trivia. Uh, uh, Shailene Woodley was cast as Mary Jane Watson and even film scenes, but her role was cut from the film because the filmmakers felt there were too many characters and wanted to streamline the series. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even mention that fucking Felicia, uh, Felicity Jones was fucking uh, Felicia Felicia Hardy in here. Yeah. Or that BJ Novak was fucking Alistair Smythe. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, there's so much stupid shit in this fucking movie. Leading. Um, Emma Stone personally wrote Gwen's graduation speech. It was pretty good. Yeah, oh. she wrote it. That's sweet. It's so close. Uh, yeah, it was close. I count it every time he says it. Yeah, he says anything. Yeah, I yeah. count it. Uh, this is the first Spider-Man film to be filmed entirely in New York State, uh, and the largest film production ever in New York City. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It says so on the thing that I totally wrote down. Slick feet. Damn right. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, at around 22 minutes, the dog that Gwen walks while Peter spies on her from a rooftop was adopted by Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone in 2013. Oh, yeah, because they were banging. Yeah. Yeah. And anything with a dog, I'll read about because I love dogs. At around 24 minutes early on in the film, Max Dillon has a birthday cake in his fridge that is white with green frosting and yellow lightning bolts. This is an homage to the original Electro suit from the comic. Is it? Because it should have been green with yellow, not what? what's the white for? Because he I don't know. wasn't, because the character was white? Like, what the fuck is the white for? <laughs> I don't know, Shane. I just, <sighs> I just spew the trivia. They can't even get their homages correct. Um, Which I don't, that okay. does not mean that I don't. That I give a shit that they made Max black. Kind of sound I, like it did. I but just have I no idea where they came up with like a white cake is an homage to a character that wore a yellow and green costume. Like if you've <laughs> seen if you've seen him in the cartoon or in any comic books, there are a couple of costume changes, but they're usually based around yellow and yellow and green. Yeah, the whole bodysuit being green and then like a orange or like a yellow. I keep wanting to say orange, a yellow fucking like weird. Pot leaf shaped yeah, face mask. It's pretty pot leaf shaped. <laughs> He's a stoner bro. Yeah. While filming Peter and Gwen's first reunion after their breakup, Andrew Garfield's heel was run over by a taxi. Oh, yeah. When he's like walking across the street. Yeah. Mm. He also got hit by a mirror. I wonder if that's the take where he, like, they like CG'd in getting hit by a mirror, but like, if that was the take where he got hit by the his heel <laughs> ran over. Oh, yeah. Could be. Um, at around an hour and 23 minutes, when Peter interrupts Gwen on her way to her final interview for Oxford, upon realizing where they are, Peter's rambling to the receptionist was improvised several times by Andrew Garfield, and the producer's director chose their favorite version from among all the takes that were recorded. That's neat. Hey, I got one! That is neat. Yeah, I like that. Two! Um, I got one more. Okay. At around an hour, when the reporter is interviewing two bystanders after Spider-Man's first battle with Electrode, they speculate that Spider-Man defeated him by wearing a rubber-slash-neoprene suit, which is how Spider-Man first defeated Electro in the comic book. Yeah, he wore rubber gloves. I didn't know that. Yep. Ooh, neat. Yeah. Hey, you said it. <laughs> I said it. So there are two things about about the uh like a lot of electro stuff that they kind of worked into electro. Um which like again, I didn't like the characterization, but there were a couple of things they did that were were classic electro. One was um him wanting to be more than he was. Um because electro gets his ass completely handed to him 99% of the time by whatever, whoever he's facing. Cause he's faced all kinds of heroes. Okay. Um, and he's always like kind of feeling like the small man because of it. Right. And then one of the other things is there's been more than one occasion where he's basically been like, fuck you. I'm going to take out the whole New York grid. And that's what he does in this movie. Right. So that, I thought that was cool. I just wanted to give it those props because you were talking about uh, the rubber glove thing and it reminded me when I was reading about uh, the entire history of Electro. (laughs) 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 
I actually did research on for for this episode because I was like, man, I don't remember if they actually actually adapted some version that I've just never seen that was worthwhile, not the MTV show. Um, then I, I'll take some of this back, but this is not a version because like the 1610 version is basically like a purpose built fucking assassin, and he almost kills Spider Man the first time oh, they damn. meet. Like actually captures him, and like some shit happens to Spider Man, like real shit because of Electro and in the in 616 his original origin was basically that he was like a line man uh working on some electric shit working on the grid and there was a freak electrical storm and it activated a latent mutant gene uh he's not actually a mutant but something happened to him that changed his genes okay. um, but he was actually before he fought anyone uh, he had just like done a couple bank jobs or some shit to and stolen some Stark tech to like huh. like research himself and like build up his power more more efficiently. Uh, he was approached by Magneto to join the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants uh, because his power rivaled Magneto's in 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 Magneto's words in the origin of Electro. Whoa. Okay. So. I just feel like you mean to tell me he wasn't bitten by electric eels? In the no, book? fucking Jesus. <laughs> so he's never blue in the comics. Uh, there's a couple points where he is like, uh, I think in the in the uh, in the Ultimate Comics. After a while, he becomes pure energy and he's blue yeah. for a minute. Uh, and then there's like a few points in the main continuity where he like loses control of his powers and he might have changed colors at that point. Um, but most of the time he's basically wearing some variation of the original costume and still like a solid person. Interesting. So yeah, they did pretty much just take this idea from the MTV from the MTV one. Really? Yeah. Cause wow. that's, that's Electro and the MTV. Like it's, it's just like that. Like he travels through fucking power lines and yeah, like stuff like that. And he's basically, I mean, he's like a lesser form of Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, he's basically. I don't remember what the DC uh, living laser. That's not the electric one. What's the electric one? Spark Man. No, probably <laughs> electric guy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Zappy guy. Zap. Zap. That was his name. Uh, but there's a DC character that's basically like that. Uh, like travels through electricity and stuff. But anyway, let's go ahead and rate this. Um, I'm going to give it a six because like, I really didn't like this movie. Um, I know they tried and I know the actors tried. Um, but it, I think it was poorly written, poorly put together. Putting? Pudding. I mean, they should rate me a fucking five, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it was poorly put together. Um, I don't know if it was because of studio meddling or the lack of studio meddling or whatever. Whatever happened to make this happen? Like, we have a better idea of what happened with the with uh, Spider Man Three, right? Um, yeah, because the studio was like, "You have to put Venom in. You have to do this. You have to do that," and Sam basically gave up, you know. He's yeah. just like, whatever you guys want, I'll just whatever. I don't care. Fuck it. 
Um, and I don't know if that's what happened to Mark Webb in this particular instance, or if he just had this grand vision of a 17 hour movie and could only make it two and a half. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it, we got a pile of trash, um, where from a distance, parts of it look good, uh, which is unfortunate because it could have been way better. And maybe that's why I, I hate it so much is because it had potential to be amazing. Yeah. Not no pun intended. I didn't mean to do that because it does it like 17 times in this movie and it kind of pissed me off. Um, but this movie had potential. There was a lot of potential for this movie to be good because like they dealt, they dove deep into the, into Spider-Man's family, which is not done a whole lot beyond the surface of Ben and May. Right. Um, they dove into, uh, some interesting stuff with, uh, with all these characters, but they didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough time to put it all together, and they didn't have enough time to justify the versions that they were making. Um, some of the dialogue wasn't amazing. God damn it, I, I use amazing a lot, and it's really pissing me off <laughs> <laughs> right now. Uh, but I, it just it just didn't get to where it needed to get to to be good. Um, but there was a lot of potential that was just completely fucking shit on uh, with this movie. So I'm going to give it a six. Russell? Uh, 6.5. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Dave. Oh, you done? Yep. So I believe I, I gave... fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> hate you so much. Don't hate me. Not you, him. You looked at me, though. I can't look at him. <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, but you hate me with a smile, and that's yeah. all I ask for. <sighs> so oh, I believe I weird. gave the first one, Amazing Spider-Man, mm -hmm. a six and a half. Okay. I'm going to give this one a seven. Okay. So I liked it a little bit better than the first one, mm -hmm. but I didn't care for it that much. Yeah. Which a seven decent score. But uh, I think I would rank it with uh, Russell... Let's go Spider-Man 1, 2, Amazing 2, Amazing 1, and 3 for the five movies we watched so far. Yeah, I'm just switching uh, Amazing 1 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Amazing oh. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 1. Because I'd rather watch Spider-Man 3 again than have to sit through Ooh. Amazing Spider-Man 1 again. <laughs> Yeah, I don't agree with that. But yeah, give it a seven. I'd just rather die than watch either of those movies again. <laughs> That's just, not true. I'd watch those instead of dying. But <laughs> I'd think about it for a second. <laughs> I'd feel bad. If I died or if I yeah. had to watch those movies again? Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next week should be better. We're going to watch Homecoming, uh, the first Tom Holland movie. Me for the first time. Yeah, you for the first time. Uh, we're also going to watch fucking Far From Home, or No Way Home, uh, yeah. because that comes out uh, between now and the next uh, recording. Um, so this will be, it came out last weekend. So it's going to be a couple weeks before we talk about that. We might touch on it, whether we liked it or not, on the hostful. Just a short like, holy shit, that was dope. Listen to us talk about it next week, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to continue on with our winter of the roll crawler through the end of the year. And then we're going to do some weird stuff. I think, uh, Dave wants weird to watch stuff. a lot of fucking Nick Cage movies. So yes. Uh, if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to see us watch, um, we still maintain full veto power. But if you would like, you you can send us send us suggestions. Uh, DraftyQ at gmail.com. If you have any questions, send them there. Uh, please. If you want, if you want to send us five dollars? We'll do your requests. <laughs> uh, plus the cost to rent it. So maybe eight dollars. Eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, if you want to subscribe, uh, give us those five stars, uh, on whatever your subscription or your services, uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your wife, uh, tell your, uh, your bastard son, uh, about the show, have him listen to it. Uh, I don't know, whatever. We need more listeners. Come listen to our shit, please. Oh, my God. Listen to us. Thanks for listening. This has been DQP Does. Have a wonderful day. Bye. This wasn't in the movie. This was in a trailer. Harry, it's been 10 years. What have you been up to? Peter, I do some web designs. <laughs> That's it. That's the quote. Wow. <laughs> I get what it because he's fuck? Fireman. <laughs>